Typically, this is my Tourney Talk week, and we're doing it in a very special way today with some fantastic guests like we've never done it before, and we're starting things off with Jason Leone. Mr. Leone, how you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Dan. Great to be talking to you again. Absolutely, and, and Jason, you know, you and I have obviously uh, kept in touch over the years, kept in touch this year, uh, did something going into the season, and then something going into the postseason. You won the SUNYAC tournament and then went on to win back-to-back games to have the opportunity to be in the Sweet 16. Bring me into the team's play in the NCAA tournament thus far. Well, uh, we started off on Friday against Hood College. Um, We actually got behind uh, Dan by, I think, uh, nine or ten points, which was, I think, our largest deficit of the year. Um, we, We played a little nervous slash uptight. Um, they kind of hit us with a couple gut punches, some deep threes, hand in the face type thing. And they played a very unique style. It was very difficult to prep for them. Uh, we couldn't really replicate some of the things that they were doing on offense. Um, and they came out and they, you know, a lot of emotion, that type of thing. And I looked at our box score and the 10 guys we played or nine guys we played, none of them had ever played in the tournament before. They either were on the team Three years ago, we were last in the tournament, and they didn't play. Uh, they weren't in our rotation, or they were new guys on the team. So, uh, And then we settled into the game. We actually got up 16, kind of limped home a little bit, ended up winning the game, I think, by 9 or 10. Uh, and then we advanced to the second round. Uh, Keene State out of New Hampshire is a really good program. They've been to the NCAA tournament, I think, five of the last seven years. We ended up playing them in the second round, uh, and we really played – one of our best games, if not our best game of the season, shot 55% from the field, 58% from three, over 80% from the foul line. Uh, we just were in one of those grooves where, you know, it was going to be, you know, somebody was going to have to play really well to beat us. So um, we were up 25, I think, in the first half uh, and ended up winning the game by 21. So uh, really proud of the guys. This is the third Sweet 16 in the past five seasons for us um that's a really difficult accomplishment to attain um you know but now and not to be now that it's monday and uh, the euphoria of that win is gone uh you know it's time for our program i think to to think about taking another step here we've gotten to this point twice before got beat by one and then we had a lopsided loss to actually marietta the last time we were in the sweet 16 and Ironically, we get to play them again. They're number two in the country, um, so it'll and we're playing them on their home court. So it'll be a very difficult challenge for us. Um, and we're going to have to have a good three days of practice here leading into the game. And, you know, and, and like you said, this is the third Sweet Sixteen for Oswego State Lakers men's basketball program in five years. Just what you could say about that. I know you want to take a step farther. I know you want to get deeper into this tournament, and that's what you're working to do this season. But to have that in your pocket that three out of the last five years you've gone to the final 16 of over 400 schools that have an opportunity to get there when we all start off zero and zero just what that means to you well it's a you know it's a tribute to you know our coaching staff and um the way my assistants have tirelessly worked and you know personal development with our players and and obviously academic support um and, and obviously player development, you know. So, and those three facets are, you know, three of the main things we focus on uh, with our players. And, 
and obviously the recruiting aspect is incredibly important. And then the players, you know, like they, they've put in a lot of time and uh, not just time, but intentional and meaningful time, you know, into yeah. uh, into uh, improvement. And, uh, you know, the deeper you get into these seasons, the harder it is to win games. And um, this team in particular, Dan, is, is just they have an ability to focus um, and to really, really dial in and combine that with athletic ability, um, probably unlike any of the other teams that I've coached here uh, in the past decade. So this team's ceiling, I think, is a little bit higher. I'm not ready to say they're, you know, ranked by teams and who's the best and all that. I, I think that's disrespectful to people that have played before this team because we've had a lot of really good teams. But uh, this team, because of their athletic ability, one through ten uh, with the guys we play, we this team has has a high ceiling. I think. Yeah, you know, and and seeing what you've been able to do this season and, and the success that you've had, and like you said, giving credit over the years to the players, giving credit to recruiting, giving credit to the coaching staff and all that they've done with you as the leader of this program. How are you challenging yourself to get past that? And is there any mental? block you know when you make it there two other times to the sweet 16 and you don't go any farther than that is there something that you have to kind of get over yourself or some or like a demon you have to rid yourself of so to speak no i don't think so i mean the two other times we played in the in the sweet 16 we were clearly the 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 lesser talented team and we were an underdog so and, and friday will be no different you know so um the difference with this year's team is i think we have a mental switch um, collectively that's a little different than the other two teams. Um, and what I mean by that is I, I don't think they get rattled as much. You know, um, we and, and my other teams didn't either, but we might have one or two guys that were in there that maybe weren't the most, um, you know, they were overachievers. They weren't the most talented guys, but they filled a role. This team that we're putting on the floor one through nine or one through ten depending on the game these guys are all talented enough to really affect the game and and they're not going to back down from anything um so you know and and, you know again i i think part of winning and losing it'd be a little bit more disappointing if we were if we had gone into games and i felt like we were really the more gifted team but the first two times we played in that in that slot um, I felt like we were going to have to play really well to win and make the other team play poorly. I, I didn't think the, you know, if you did a Vegas line on those two games, we clearly were an underdog, and, and we will be this this Friday night as well. And for you, I mean, do you like that? Do you like the fact that this team is an underdog? And what type of underdog do these Lakers look like this year? Uh, I don't. I don't get into favorite and underdog and all that stuff. I think every game is about you know, winning possessions and, um, you know, your preparation before the game directly correlates to your confidence level going into the game. I think if you really dial in and prepare the right way, you're going to be a more confident team. The analogy I give my guys is like academically, if you are studying for an exam that, you know, you have coming up like seven days prior, little by little, as opposed to cramming, the night before you're going to walk into that room theoretically a little bit more confident or you know if you get up a thousand shots in a week leading up to a game you're going to be a more confident shooter in that game than if you did no extra work you know so so i don't get into 
you know, what it's like being an underdog and all that stuff. Like, I, I think our team in general, even though we've been a favorite most times this year, we've played with the right chip on our shoulders. So almost as if we were an underdog. So, um, so I don't, I don't get too much into that. Uh, the game still ends up being about execution and, and making plays and, and, and staying even keeled. So, uh, our attention will be put into those aspects of the game going into Friday. Jason Leone here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside the Cafe Cuball Studios as his team moves on to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Division Three National Tournament. Jason, just for you, what this ride has meant specifically, you know, with this team, this culture, this group of guys, you know, just what they have done for you because you've been through so much and this team has been through so much. These student athletes have been put through so much in the last two years of things that none of us could control with the pandemic. Just what it means to you that they've responded with a 27 and two record and an opportunity to move on to the elite eight. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a great cherry on top, so to speak. Um, you know, we've talked three or four times in the last couple of weeks, Dan, I, I think, yeah. uh, again, it goes back to, um, you know, us making a pact at the beginning of the year. I think the first, the starting point for us was making sure we enjoyed every minute of this season, regardless of results. Um, and then now you put the positive results on top of us and our pact of enjoying this after having it uh, taken away from us, um, you know, for reasons that are, you know, totally understandable. Um, you know, and, and, and that euphoria, whatever adjective you want to use uh, we're riding that and um, you know and then we're continuing to play where basically everybody else is done now except for 16 teams it's it's an incredible accomplishment it's an incredible feeling you know so I talked to a lot of my colleagues and they're out on the road recruiting they're doing stuff that they need to do you know to try to get to where we are you know what I mean and uh, it's uh you know that those those types of things when you reflect on those things it's it's really a, an eye-popping um concept uh, to, to know that we're one of the best 16 teams in the country at this point um furthermore i think that uh with our with our players you want them to understand that the bar and the standard is this you know and i think part you know you, you ask me all the time well how do you maintain success or, or and that type of thing. And I think continuously getting to a certain point and understanding, okay, when we don't get here, that's not okay. You know, yeah. uh, that's, that is a concept that I think is, is very, very unique. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's necessary to build something that is a, a legit top 20 program is where when it doesn't happen, the student athletes and the people around the program are genuinely, um, you know, upset about that. Yeah. You know, and, and setting that standard, setting that bar, you know, and, and in closing, Jason, as you get set for this sweet 16 game for the opportunity to stay alive for a national championship, like, like you had spoken about, you know, building that if we don't get here, then it's not okay. You know, you, you support Syracuse, you go out to the dome, you see that, you know, there's a, there's a certain level you know, and I think their level is like 25 wins, Sweet 16 minimum. And so when you build that level at Oswego State, just what you can say about the the foundation that you had to build, the things that you had to put together, the building blocks to get to a place where you said, hey, we're Oswego State in the country. This is where we're supposed to be. 
we got to get at least here to the Sweet 16 or it's not enough. You know, to build a culture like that, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen easily. So what can you say about why you think you've been able to do that and the culture that has been built just, you know, now that there is that line, that that bar has been raised because that's something that is huge and it's amazing. I know you're humble, but you helped to build that bar and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Well, you know, it, it was a little bit um, of a simplistic ride for me because I inherited such a good team. So typically, again, I, I've mentioned this to you a lot, you know, I mean, one thing if I was starting and when I got the job, we were building something where we were a last place program. That takes a little bit more elbow grease, so to speak, right? But I inherited something where uh, a, a good foundation was there and then we had to slowly, without disrespecting the past, put our own stamp on things. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I think coaches and programs, they get scared when almost when you start to have success because then you get scared that you're going to be a victim of your own success. In other words, like Jim Beheim has built something from literally scratch. And now something that he built along with his staff and his players, this family atmosphere, now he's a victim of his own success. So literally the second that things don't go well, like nobody's remembering 1970, whatever, when he started 1980, when like, you know, it was just an accomplishment just for them to get to the tournament. Okay. Um, So, you know, I think getting past that is an important step because I, I think deep down, although coaches won't admit this, when you start to win more, then there's a little bit of a fear like, well, if we don't get here, now are people really disappointed? And I, I think those are good things. Um, I've never shied away from that. Um, you know, and I think that's a, that's a really good thing to have as the bar continuing to be raised, you know. And um, people that really know sports and really know basketball, they really get the fact that, like, when a coach builds something or a, a program builds something where – the expectations are really high. People that really understand sports know, well, you know, if these standards don't get met, we're disappointed, but we're also very realistic that it's you can't be the top dog every single year. I mean, you can certainly try. There's programs that do it, but everybody has a down year. I mean, Roy Williams had a losing season. I think Mike Krzyzewski last year had a losing season at Duke, okay? So these are the greatest coaches of all time. Okay, Jim Bayhan, Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams. I mean, everybody has had a year like this or a couple years like this during a long tenure. So, um, but for me, I'm enjoying the fact that now, you know, people are taking notice of our program. It helps recruiting. It helps our fan base get excited this time of year. Um, it's something that I definitely want and we don't want to shy away from. So those are some of the meaningful things and how I look at this type of success for our program. That coming from Jason Leone, Oswego State Lakers men's basketball head coach. As they get set for the Sweet 16, Marietta is the team they're going up against in Ohio. That game will be this Friday, March 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And you can, of course, go to OswegoLakers.com for more information on how you can watch and follow the live stats. Jason, as always, I appreciate it. Congratulations on getting back here for a third time in the last five years. And cheers to the opportunity that you and I get to talk about the Elite Eight as we step forward. So I know this team can do it. I know you guys are locked in. I know you can do it. I know you're kind of mellow here at the beginning of the week, and it'll ramp up and whatnot. So 
take that moment of peace for yourself. And, and I know that this team will continue to fight and work hard and do everything they can. And I want to thank you and the staff for what you've done at Oswego State for creating a culture that is truly remarkable and amazing. I know you give credit everywhere else, but without you at Oswego State, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't be talking about the bar that has now been raised. So thank you for the work that you've done. Thank you for being a good friend, and thank you for always spending some time with me. I feel the same way about you, Dan. You, you do a tremendous job, and with your program and the things you do in our area, you, you've also uh, set a pretty high standard as well. So everything you do for small college athletics and, and high school athletics around here is very much appreciated while still having your um, presence with, with the big-time programs like Syracuse, like the NFL teams and all that. So uh, you're truly a workhorse, and I, I appreciate people like that. Well, thank you, Jason. It takes one to know one. So I look forward to talking with you soon, and we'll definitely be in touch this week, okay? Okay, my friend. All right, take care. Be safe.